0: Prepare your bunkers, people. It is party time. We don't know what kind of party we're about to have, but we're going to have one tonight, the day before Election Day in America, here from Studio 22. The Chad Prather Show with, of course, the puppet master Mark at the helm, Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians. Do we look scared? We don't look scared, do we, guys? We look like we're pretty calm. Um, shaking inside, nervous. I can't feel my fingers. There's numbness in my feet. But beyond that, uh, that's probably because I have too much sugar in my life. Uh, tomorrow's election day, folks. You know this. Unless you've been hiding under a severe rock and just away from any form of electricity of communication or anything like that, uh, crank your radios up and tune into the AM dial because tomorrow night uh, it's going to get real. It is going to get real as these election results pour in. I want to remind everybody a couple of things. One, we're going to be live on Blaze TV's YouTube channel. Blaze TV's YouTube channel. Now not the Chad Prather channel. We're going to be on Blaze TV's YouTube channel. I'm going to say it one more time. Blaze TV's YouTube channel. We're going to be live there all night long. We're going to be here in Studio 22 with a whole bevy of guests. It's going to be myself. Of course, Mark and Candice will be here. Uh, who know else who knows who else will drop in? I'm pretty sure we're going to have Eric July. Does that sound about right? Candice, Uh, we're going to have Jason Buttrell, Lisa Page will be here, Kezia Schaefer, and of course, the wonderful, glamorous, exotic, and very, very intelligent (laughs) Sarah Gonzalez in the hot seat all night long. Uh, The smart guys are going to be over in the other studio, but we're going to be keeping track of what's happening on the mainstream stage, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, all these different news outlets. We're going to be paying attention to them. And they're going to cut away to us for some commentary. The first hour, though, it's 7 Eastern, 6 Central. You will have the regularly, uh, regularly scheduled time for the Chad Prather show, except we will be live the pre-show for Blaze TV's election coverage. So make sure you don't go to the Chad Prather channel. That's the one time in my life I will tell you not to go there. Uh, I'll probably go live on there before the election special happens just to remind you. But I want you to go to Blaze TV's YouTube. Uh, you might as well hit subscribe while you're there. And hey, you may as well go to blaze slash chat and subscribe and get $30 off your annual subscriptions, the biggest uh, deal that Blaze TV's ever had. I mean, you're talking $5 and some change every month. Just get that annual deal and you'll be set and you won't miss anything. Well, are you excited? Are you happy? Are you scared? Are you shocked? I want to try to maybe alleviate some of your concerns and your fears as we're heading into. This 2020 election, it seems like just yesterday, just yesterday we were uh, in 2016, and it seemed as though the cultural climate of the American landscape changed. People started losing their minds. We were introduced to a lot of new terms like safe spaces and safety pins. Uh, coloring books were being distributed on college campuses. People were offended at the name Trump written in chalk on sidewalks. Uh, There were riots. Things have burned down. We'll get into what's happened in the last four years. It seems like just yesterday it has moved so fast. But now we're about to turn the corner and head into 2020. This year, if anything has been proven to us, is that the glorification of these political leaders that we continue to put up on the pedestal is the wrong path for any country to go down. All you got to do is look at the events in America for the last four years, and you'll realize that that's true. Just be honest with yourself. Your AOC, your RBG prayer candles are going to be running low on wax when Joe Biden's plans for green energy fall short if he's elected. Just trust me on that. And I got a news flash for those of you out there in generation Z and you millennials. There are no pumpkin spice lattes at the end of the bread lines. In fact, the cheese is already rotten. In a time of uncertainty and fear, we always look to leaders for answers. But I want to I want to remind you guys, we don't elect these people to necessarily be leaders. We, we we elect them to be representative leaders, not dictators, not tyrants, not despots, people who represent our best interests as American citizens. And I remind you that we're the ones at the end of the day who are in charge. But yet we elect these folks, these men, these women, and we want them to have a plan to stop things like COVID-19. We want them to answer the questions about shutdowns and breaking the economy. When can we go back to work? When is life, quote, normal again? What does new normal look like? How can I provide for my family if you make my livelihood illegal or if I suddenly become unessential, these are the questions we ask our leaders. These are the ones we ask our representatives, and we're met with a very stark reality. They're not magicians. They're not miracle workers. We're not electing a messiah. They're just like us, and the only thing separating you and Andrew Cuomo tonight is popularity politicians don't hold the answers to the universe but the truth is we're a country of flawed people and that includes our representatives we are led by people that are flawed as well. Politicians, they don't hold the answers to our problems, and we shouldn't look to them to solve everything. We need to stop expecting Washington to take the role of our family, church, and our community. You remember those things? Amazing concepts. The government is not your parent. We don't need a nanny. The government is not your savior. The government hasn't given anything in order to resurrect your life. Elect people that you believe are going to listen to The constituents that put them there. Now, we might not know who the president is at the end of tomorrow night. We might not know on November 4th. We might not know a month from now. But one thing is for sure, November 4th, and I want to encourage you this, and this comes from the entire crew here in Studio 22, turn back to your family. On November 4th, get involved with your community. Help your neighbor. Turn back to God and the church because when everything else falls apart, that's all you're going to have is that community the community around you, because this is what matters when you cast your ballot. No matter your race, your creed, your beliefs, you don't owe any political party your vote. I want you to think about your family. I want you to think about your friends. I want you to think about your future, and I want you to think about those things as you cast your vote tomorrow. And hopefully you've done it if you've already voted. This is not the year to rest back on our laurels. We're living in the pages of history, unprecedented madness. And I hope four years from now we can look back and say we made the right decisions. Now, speaking of making right decisions, I want to encourage you guys before we go any further to uh, to check out my friends over at Keeps.com. If you've noticed your hair isn't looking as full as it used to, guys, look at me. Look at this head. Losing your hair is no fun. It's just not any fun. So I want to talk about options. I can send you to the doctor. The doctor is expensive. He's going to write you a prescription for a hair loss plan and you're going to go to the pharmacy and your jaw is going to drop on the floor because you're going to see how expensive those drugs are. So I want to encourage you to use Keeps from the comfort of your lazy boy right there at home. You're going to get the same doctor recommended FDA approved hair loss treatment, but Keeps is going to offer the generic versions for about half the cost. And another thing you're going to love about Keeps, it's all online. It's easy to do, answer a few questions, snap a few, pictures of your hair and a licensed doctor is going to review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you shipped directly to your door you don't even have to move folks so don't make unnecessary trips to the doctor to the drugstore just go to keeps.com slash loss for 50 percent off your first order of keeps hair loss treatments that's keeps.com slash loss keeps.com slash loss we're about to get into it hang tight You know, guys, one of the things that I like to do when I'm hanging with my community, whether it is family, friends, or even the church, is have a drink. <laughs> and I think that's kind of where we are at this stage in the game. A uh, little bit of what I call apple juice here uh, as we're preparing for this 2024 or 2020 election. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. You would almost think I've been drinking already, Candice. Um, listen, guys, it was, just, it was just a mere four years ago that I didn't understand Donald Trump he didn't make sense to me I I did my mother loved him and you know all through 2015 she was saying you got to pay attention to Donald Trump got to pay attention to Donald Trump and I said well I've paid attention to Donald Trump but I don't understand what the man is saying I didn't get it I didn't understand it I thought it was a joke I didn't think he was a real candidate I didn't think he was anything that was going to be offered to America that gave any real substance for you and me uh, I, I supported Ben Carson. I've since had conversations with Ben Carson who said, nope, I wasn't the guy. The America didn't need a Boy Scout. They needed somebody who was going to come in and kick ass and take names. Uh, they found that in a guy named Donald Trump. I like Ted Cruz. I think Ted Cruz is one of the smartest guys on the planet, you know, guys? But it, it just didn't didn't work out on on the personality side of things or, or whatever because now that we see this cult of personality with Donald Trump, we see – the, the fervor that he's created in so many of, of his voter base, and, and that's grown, I think, in the last four years. Tomorrow is going to tell us that. Um, back in 2015, during the primaries, I made a comment, I'm on record saying it, that trying to figure out which candidate was most okay you know, to vote for was like trying to figure out which venereal disease you're ready to live with for the next four to eight years. I'm thankful that that didn't happen. Uh, but I walked into the voting booth in 2016, and there was a box that said Hillary Clinton and a box that said not Hillary Clinton. And I went with the one that said not Hillary Clinton. That just happened, fortunately, to be a guy named Donald Trump. I had no idea what was in store for us. I had no idea that Donald Trump, of all people, the the host of, of of The Apprentice, the guy who was a billionaire real estate playboy mogul out of Manhattan, ultimately was going to be the most polarizing figure on the planet. I didn't have any idea that this guy was going to be apparently the most racist, most xenophobic, most homophobic, most sexist, misogynist bigot that we've ever known in history. If you listen to the mainstream media, of course, that's what you would hear. And now the guy's back on the ballot again this time. What's going to happen? Are we going to continue to believe those things? Are we going to believe that Donald Trump is bad for America? Are we going to believe that a guy named Joe Biden and his running mate Kamala Harris are good for America? Now, let me unpack Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for just a second. First of all, in Joe Biden, you have a guy who has been in Washington, D.C. for the better part of 47 years. That is half of a century. America is 200 and let's say 40 plus years old in some change there. Joe Biden has been there for 20% of that time. Now, I want you to put that in perspective. 20% of America's history since 1776 has had a Joe Biden in some form or fashion in a leadership position, an elected role in Washington, D.C. And the guy has accomplished absolutely nothing that you can point to of merit that says he warrants your vote. I just don't see it. Now, maybe I'm like I was back in 2015 and 16 when I couldn't see it with Donald Trump. But with Joe Biden, I can't point to anything except, as I've told you over and over again, a 1994 crime bill that incarcerated a lot of people and created an overflow in the prison system over people who were doing minor and petty crimes, that most of which should not be illegal anyway, i.e. Uh, marijuana use. Let's add to that Kamala Harris, who was of course, the top cop in uh, San Francisco. She was the district attorney. She was the one who also, in order to climb the power ladder, put a lot of people in jail, prosecuted a lot of folks, turned a lot of people who shouldn't have been criminals into criminals and prosecutable people who spent a lot of time in prison who shouldn't have in order to make her reputation even bigger than it should have been. We won't get into the nefarious actions that she is well known for with uh, then Mayor Willie Brown. You know those things. There's no reason to be petty, although we'll see how this episode goes. Uh. If you add those two together, Joe Biden, a guy who's accomplished nothing, Kamala Harris, someone who has been labeled the most liberal member of the United States Senate that exists today. She hasn't denied that claim. She hasn't denied that accusation. Against Donald Trump, a guy who is accused of being all the things I listed earlier, add to that. Accused of being a white supremacist, of being extreme right wing, of someone who fires up a base that is all extreme white supremacists, white nationalists and ultra right wingers. Donald Trump historically has not only been a Democrat, but he was he's, his his decisions have been, if anything, not only centrist, but if in some ways left of center. This guy is a social liberal, a fiscal conservative. But what we've seen is the phenomena of people on the left going so far to the progressive ends of the cliff and jumping off in order to make Donald Trump appear far right. That we've created a a major catastrophe, potential catastrophe in America when it comes to the political landscape and culture that we're facing these days. I want to encourage you to open your eyes and realize what's at stake here in this election that's going down tomorrow. So I've come to the realization that no one, honestly, and I say this with my tongue in my cheek, but I think I can back it up, Mark and Candace. I say this believing that there's no one out there voting for Joe Biden because they believe in Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. Nobody. Nobody. Kamala Harris couldn't get 2% of the of the of the polls in the pr- Democratic primaries. Joe Biden doesn't even know how to pronounce anyone's name including his own these days. No one is looking at Joe Biden saying that's my guy. He encourages me. He motivates me. He he inspires me. I love his political vision. No, it's just more of the same as we learned last week in the debates when Donald Trump said that's it, Joe. You're all talk and no action. That is a reality. But what people are voting for is to be against Trump. They either vote for him or against him. That's what we're up against. So I can't believe that for those who are uninspired by Joe Biden, who are just voting against Trump, are going to garner more political or I'm sorry, more popular votes than Hillary Clinton did in 2016. In order for Joe Biden to win, he has to gain more votes than 2016 Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton gained in that election. I just don't think that's possible. Now, and if it does happen, nobody needs to tell Hillary, right, because that's going to get ugly. So I encourage you guys, most of you probably have already voted. The die has been cast. What will be will be. Personally, I would love to see a landslide in favor of this crazy guy named Donald Trump because... He's created one of the strongest economies America's ever known. He created record low unemployment rates for the black and Hispanic communities. He created the First Step Act that reformed prisons and allowed people to come out of them who should not have been in there. He has welcomed blacks, Hispanics, women, and all folks that we claim we want equality for into the Oval Office numerous times. He sat down and he's listened. He... He has appointed women to some of the highest places in the United States, not the least of which was the recent uh, affirmation and confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett as an associate justice of the United States Supreme Court. I'm encouraged with the things that I see in that we have seen more religious liberties protected under Donald Trump than any other president in the history of America. That's a huge thing coming from a guy who gets accused of being a pagan president, a guy with a questionable past. And I've said over and over again, it's not that I care so much about his faith as much as I care about him protecting mine. And he's done exactly that. If you're a member of the Jewish community, I want to remind you that he moved the embassy to Jerusalem, something that presidents passed, have promised over and over again, but yet Donald Trump delivered and made it happen. He created peace accords between the United Arab Emirates and Israel, something that people said could never be done. And the speculation is that there are nine more treaties that are waiting to be signed between Israel and a number of other countries in the Middle East. These are historic times. Donald Trump, who was accused of being a potential warmonger that would get us into World War III, has done everything but that. In fact, he's ended wars. He's defeated ISIS. He's taken out al-Baghdadi and Soleimani. And think about that. Iran's chief architect of terror, Soleimani, was taken out by Donald Trump. A unilateral victory right there that has put economic sanctions as well on Iran and shut down their terror industry. Everything you hear from Iran today is saber-rattling and it's all because of Donald Trump. Yes, he's met with North Korean dictator uh, Kim Jong-un. Yes, he has been hard on China. And for a guy who supposedly is the president of the United States because of Russia's interference and election collusion, because of their meddling, he's been harder on Vladimir Putin and Russia than any other president in our recent history. So pretty solid record, if you ask me. So what do we think about this guy? Well... If he's a racist, he's a bad one. If he's an anti-Semite, he's a horrible one. If he is homophobic, then why in the hell did he appoint Richard Grinnell, who is the first openly gay cabinet member to his position in the White House? And for a guy who is so horrible to, uh, to Americans, why are we drawn to him? Why, when you go to a rally, there, there are tens of thousands of people lined up in the cold, in the rain, in the heat to hear a guy stand and speak for an hour about how fabulous he is and how wonderful he is? Why do we follow this guy who seemingly is just an egomaniac? Well, because at the end of the day, like myself, a person who didn't understand Donald Trump in 2015, suddenly the lights were turned on and we realized. Here is a guy who is right for this time and for this place. As Ben Carson told me, we don't need a Boy Scout. We need that guy who's going to step in and be a warrior for the American people. And that's why I like Donald Trump. People can hate me for it. They can dislike me. They can speak bad about me. That's fine. But at the end of the day, I love America and I love you and I love what's best for you and for America. And I think right now it's going to be Donald Trump. The implication of socialism and its reality as it moves into the American culture will lead us to nothing but death and devastation and even more pain and economic trial than we've ever known. And I want to encourage you guys that it's time to pray. Over the next 24 hours, it is time to pray because that is something we don't want in America. We want our safety. We want our security. We want America to be America again, and it'd be just fantastic if it continued to be great. Now, Let's talk about home security companies. Most of them are going to trap you with high prices, tricky contracts, lousy customer support. So while there's a lot of options out there, there's only one no-brainer and that's Simply Safe. Simply Safe's got everything you need to protect your home with none of the drawbacks of traditional home security. It's got an arsenal of sensors and cameras to blanket every single room, window and door tailored specifically for your home. Professional monitoring keeps watch day and night, ready to send police, fire, medical professionals if there's an emergency. You can set it up yourself in just under an hour. All you do is peel and stick the sensors exactly where you need them. No technicians are required, and there's no contract. There's no pushy sales guys. There's no hidden fees, no fine print. All this starts, guess what? At just fifteen dollars a month. Now I'm not the only one who thinks that Simply Safe is great. U.S. News and World Report named it the best overall home security of 2020. So I want you to head to simplysafe.com/watchchad. Get a free HD camera. For my listeners, that's what I said—a free HD camera. That's simplysafe.com/watchchad to make sure that they know that our show sent you. Hang tight, gonna be right back. Guys, if y'all sat around and just thought about all the stuff that's happened in twenty twenty, I mean just Google list of crises in twenty twenty. Think about that, Candace. Golly, we've talked about a lot of stuff. We've talked about a lot of stuff. Um just just think about that. You had the you had of course the fires out west, uh many of which are still going on. California, Oregon, uh all all out in the West, right? You had the Australian brush fires. Um you had Prince, You remember Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, Candisi? Uh They quit the royal family, so there was that. Uh, I don't have to mention to you guys the COVID-19 pandemic. And let me just say while we're at it, uh, the COVID-19 thing, as we're moving into uh, this election day tomorrow, uh, will COVID basically disappear as soon as this election is settled? Well, we'll see. But I, I will say that politicians love to use fear we 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 love fear we crave fear right i don't understand what it is about us but we love fear it's almost like we we love fear more than we love our loved ones right because uh, because we'll actually limit our loved ones you know no bobby you can't walk to school uh you might get hit by a car you might get kidnapped right we limit their liberty, liberty, limit his freedom, by building fear into him. Uh, and we just crave this thing. And, and politicians know that they can, if they build fear in you, they can control you. Uh, people who are manipulative, they build enough fear, put enough doubt in you, and it becomes currency. They can spend it as they like. And so this idea of coronavirus has served its purpose very, very well. Uh, still a 99.8% chance of you surviving it if you get it. It's not killing the mass majority of people. I watched, um, guys. I watched. I revisited an old movie. Remember, 28 days later. the little kind of zombie movie where, you know, it took just a couple of weeks to wipe out the entire planet. That's not COVID-19. That's not coronavirus. But we are facing it. It is very real. It is very infectious and people need to take care of themselves. But stop living your life in abject fear the way so many people are because they're using that to control you. But we've experienced it. Here's some other things. Kobe Bryant died. Uh, in a helicopter crash, along with his daughter and several others. Donald Trump was impeached by the, uh, by the Congress over, um, over changes he asked, or whatever, he, he asked information from the Ukraine. Uh, if you remember, Harvey Weinstein received a verdict. Uh, the stock market had a big uh, recession in 2020. The advent of um, BLM's protests got even bigger and bigger and more prominent after the death of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. Uh, Kim Jong-un. Remember, we thought he was dead. He might still be dead, Candace. We don't know. We don't know. Have you seen him? I'm drinking. I mean, he has about 20 different body doubles, so who's to say? Does he have that many? I think so. I mean, he has like, like five at least. How do they have that many fat people in North Korea? That's a great question. Hmm. I would love to be Kim Jong-un's body double. You get to eat all the fat food and drink all the drinks and have all the women. I mean, something like that. Uh, Of course, Biden, a guy who's older than Methuselah, became the uh, Democratic Party's uh, nominee for president. Uh, Let's see. Remember, Twitter got hacked. That happened in 2020. Jelaine Maxwell, who was, of course, Jeffrey Epstein's associate and girlfriend, uh, she was arrested. We still don't have all the information there. Uh, We had things like murder hornets that came along. Uh, There was the big explosion in Beirut. Remember that? Where it just made the harbor there a whole lot bigger because of the ammonium nitrate. Kamala Harris was chosen as a Democratic VP. She's she's the first woman of color. Uh, She claims to be... First black woman, but she's the first asian american uh or indian american uh chadwick Bozeman, of course, passed away from cancer uh, It's a tragic deal the age of forty three um the uh, uh Ruth Bader Ginsburg died of course, I think she probably died in two thousand nineteen. Uh, I don't really have a, a whole lot. But speaking of COVID-19, our very own President Donald Trump, he got COVID-19. He tested positive for it. He got over it in 45 minutes. It was amazing. Uh, Eddie Van Halen here just recently passed away, of course, uh, after a decades long battle with cancer. He died on October 6th. The list goes on and on. 2020's been a just a just a real shit show, guys. And I will tell you something. Uh, there was a, some authors who, who wrote back uh, in the 90s or, I'm sorry, in the early 90s. And they predicted that 2020 was going to be a catastrophe. And they said that basically the world runs on 80 year cycles. Now, I didn't go into the calculus of how they did all of this and came up with these conclusions. But they predicted that around 2020 was going to be a catastrophic time. It was going to be major 80 years ago. Of course, we had the Great Depression in America, as well as World War II, And so there was that period of time. So is 2020 something that's just going to happen and then end as soon as this election is settled? Or are we in for a long as Joe Biden says, a bleak, bleak winter. Uh, I hope we're not entering a, a Game of Thrones type of of world here culturally in America, but it very will, very well could happen if we allow something beyond what has always made us a great country. To invade something like socialism, something like uh, 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 people having control and fear when we're giving away our liberties, because I tweeted this thing just last week. I said that, you know, liberty is like your virginity. Once you give it away, you don't get it back. You don't get it back. Um, So got to be very, very careful who you give it away to, uh, and 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 when it comes to liberty, don't give it away at all. We're a government of the people, by the people, for the people, and we're gotten away from that. So as I said in the opening monologue, we got to stop. The world falls around, falls apart around us. And when I read off these crises, these things that have happened in 2020, the reason I'm doing that is because these are the things that have affected you. COVID-19 has affected you, but they're, But Joe Biden and Donald Trump, they're not coming to your house and, and put a, a warm cloth on your head. We're not going to have that happen. It's up to you. It's up to your family. It's up to your community to take care of yourselves, folks. And there are many of you out there who are wrestling with this idea of who do I vote for? Should I vote? I don't think I'm going to vote because I'm just going to let it all go and just see how it sorts out because I don't believe in Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Well, in the next segment of this show. I want to try to help you with that. I want to try to help you answer that question and alleviate your conscience a little bit because I know that there's those of you who are out there who says just I can't, you know, I either either I'm a person of faith or I'm a person of deep conv- convictions and conscience and I just can't in good conscience vote for either one of these candidates. I want to try to help you with that, okay? In the next segment, I'm going to try to help you with that and see if I can t- explain to you why I can justify voting the way that I am voting and I'm not voting till tomorrow. I didn't early vote. I'm waiting until actual election day to go in because I'm a traditionalist in that way. I'll go stand in the line and I'll cast my ballot. I don't believe in I've, I've only one time in my life. I've been a I've been a, a legal voter for, for 20 years now. 20 years. Only one time have I had to use an absentee ballot. Every other time I have voted 100% in person, and I plan to do that again tomorrow. Don't forget, guys, we're going to be here. uh, We're going to be here tomorrow night, and uh, it's going to be live. It's going to be exciting, and I I can already cut the tension in the room because whew, it's getting thick in here hey i got a crash course recently into home title theft and you better pray this crime never happens to you because it can ruin you financially and here's how easy it is the legal title to your home it's online it's digitized it's kept on government and business servers and in the cloud where they can be hacked the cyber thief finds your home's title forges your signature on a quick claim deed stating that you sold your home to them and it's done they take out loans against your home until all your equity is gone and leaves you in debt you don't know until the collection calls pour in. You're not protected by insurance, your bank, or common identity theft programs. Home Title Lock protects you. Home Title Lock, it's going to put a barrier around your home's title. In the instant they detect tampering, they're going to shut it down. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, then register your home's address. They're going to tell you if you're already a victim. I want you to use code RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, RADIO, for 30 free days of protection. Use code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. I'm going to help you when we come back. Hey, I do want to encourage you guys. Join BlazTV.com. Uh Go to BlazTV.com slash Chad. Sign up. Use promo code Chad. Get the 30% off. I'm pushing it hard. The reason is because right now I'm going under a major Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter censorship, especially on Facebook and YouTube, in a big, big way. So I want to encourage you guys. Uh, who knows what's going to happen with the outcome of this election when it comes to free speech, censorship. And, I, again, I'm not trying to so fear or, or scare you. I'm just saying I know what I'm experiencing with my numbers. Got the graph to back it up folks but we want to put you on Blaze TV so that way we know that it's getting to you I don't want to get shut down I really don't our voices are important your voice is important and us coming together uh, as a community with with like mindedness is an important thing as well so go to blazetv.com slash Chad use promo code Chad and get 30% off an annual subscription Uh, I like for us to be able to have a drink together so I was was reading hang on let me get that drink oh Candace mmm Before I get serious here, I told you in the last segment, I want to help. I want to help just kind of help your conscience a little bit, because uh, I read something the other day that uh, really concerned me, especially as we're a day away from uh, the most crucial election in American history. I really believe that. Um, And, you know, since everybody and his brothers weighing in on the candidates, uh, I, I want to give, give you a real humble but accurate opinion, okay, because uh, a few days ago, there's a guy that I really admire and appreciate a lot, and, and he's kind of discipled my mind by reading his books, and that's Dr. John Piper. He wrote a blog that disappointed me uh, a lot, and, and I'm afraid it's influenced a large number of, let's say, evangelical Christians. I certainly identify with those folks, and it's encouraged people to boycott the election, Uh, They can't in good conscience vote for either candidate. And one of the things that John Piper asserts is that to vote for Donald Trump is to endorse his immorality. Okay, Uh, not so much his pre-presidential affairs, which we speculate about, but his arrogance and his pride and those type things. He said, I will not develop some calculus to determine which path of destruction I will support. That is not my duty. My calling is to lead people to see Jesus Christ, trust his forgiveness for sins, treasure him above everything in this world, live in a way that shows his all satisfying value and help them make it to heaven with love and holiness. That calling is contradicted by supporting either pathway to cultural corruption and eternal ruin. Okay. He went on to say, I find it bewildering that Christians can be so sure that greater damage will be done by bad judges, bad laws, and bad policies that's being done by the culture-infecting spread of the gangrene of sinful self-exaltation and boasting and strife-stirring. So I'm not sure where John Piper acquired such certain knowledge that judges' laws and policies are less destructive than boastful self-exaltation with its divisiveness in high places, but Piper argues from the Old Testament concerning Israel, and he applies it to any nation-state today when he says there's a character connection between rulers and subjects when the Bible describes a king by saying, quote, he sinned and made Israel to sin, which is, of course, found in 1 Kings 14-16. It does not mean he twisted their arm. It means his influence shaped the people. This is a non sequitur. We don't have an autocratic king but a constitutional republic with three branches, executive, legislative, and judicial. We must be reminded... We're not choosing a pastor for America whose qualifications risk will require some sterling character traits as well as one who rules his house according to scriptural standards. That's not what we're choosing when we vote for Donald Trump. Instead, we're electing a president. We're not electing a pastor. Listen to me. We're electing a president. Should he be of the best moral qualities if that's an option? Well, yeah, we would all like to have that, but if the only option is to vote for what some like to refer to as, quote, the lesser of two evils. Should the Christian refuse to vote? Absolutely not. This is nonsensical without any biblical support whatsoever, if you want to take it there. Now, the attitude that caused millions of, of, of evangelical Christians to sit out the 2012 and 2016 elections and thus ensured the election of a radical hater of America to be elected, and, and I'm going to correct those dates 2008 and 2012. They're now faced with the potential for putting into position a socialist regime that will essentially install a tyrannical government dictating every aspect of lives like yours. And I can't say it strongly enough. Every influential person out there, every celebrity, every person of note, every author, every philosopher, every person that we listen to this election is going to affect their lives. Remember what I said at the beginning? The only difference between you and Andrew Cuomo is the fame. That's the only difference. That's the only difference. We're all people and we're all in this thing together. This election is going to determine our futures together. To put in someone who promotes progressive and democratic socialism is going to affect and influence all of our lives. So, If you're advocating for boycotting this critical election or opting for a write-in candidate, I want you to stop right now. I want you to get your butt up out of bed tomorrow morning. I want you to put on some warm clothes. I want you to go stand in line for however long it takes, and I want you to vote Now, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, although you know who I would encourage you to, given the opportunity. I want you to vote. Now, I don't want you to vote for the guy that's going to bring in socialism. I want you to guy, vote for the guy who's going to continue to build this economy, who's going to continue to work for the black community, who's going to continue to work for the disenfranchised, a guy who's going to continue to check off his promises whenever he keeps them, a guy who's going to make sure that women are treated equal and going to give us a freedom of aqua, uh, equality. Freedom of uh, equality of opportunity. I'm trying to say aquatunity over here, Candace. Uh, We got to have all of those things in that candidate, and I don't care how much he tweets. I don't care how much he uses pompous attitude. I don't care how much he promotes himself and exalts himself with his rhetoric, and I don't care how much he jokes around. I want a guy who's going to put America first. And I believe that person is Donald Trump. Now, for the sake of argument, I want to take a worst-case scenario approach and assume that Donald Trump, maybe he's not a Christian, maybe he's a bad character, and maybe he's just a guy who's a really terrible person, but he's got some good, relatively good policies. And then I want you to go to your Bibles, and I want you to search the Scriptures to see if you can find a single passage where the evil policies of a ruler with good character are less deadly than the good policies of a, ru- of a, of a ruler with bad character. Now, did you hear what I said? You find me a single place where the evil uh, policies of a ruler with good character is less deadly than the good policies of a ruler with bad character. You're going to discover that the Bible, your Bible, the one you're referring to has no shortage of reprobate rulers. Pharaoh, Pharaoh of Egypt, knew Joseph, put Joseph in charge. The Babylonian ruler Nebuchadnezzar's army destroyed Jerusalem, including the temple, slaughtered Jewish people, carried out uh, most of the survivors to Babylon. But you know what God called him? My servant. And he says that he gave all the land that he conquered into his hand in Jeremiah 27, 6. The media Persian king Cyrus was a pagan, but God used him and his policies to show favor to Israel in their return from exile. In contrast... The person that Jesus Christ himself was descended from, King David, census called a plague that, ki- that killed 70,000 people. He murdered Uriah, one of David's elite soldiers whose wife he'd gotten pregnant, as an attempt to cover up David's immorality, and it was done by government order. Yet David was called a man after God's own heart. Evil policies are far deadlier than bad character because actions have greater impact than our attitudes and motivation. The God-ordained function of government is not that of a ministry of benevolence, nor one producing social equality, but a ministry of justice. And I don't mean modern-day social justice. The biblically defined operations of civil government are set forth, Romans 13, 3 through 5, and they're twofold. One, civil government is to provide national safety. That's what we expect out of them. The official purpose of civil government is to protect the community of the law-abiding and punish the criminal. That's right, folks. Civil government is to function as a terror, not to good works, but to the evil. Listen to me, folks. The second thing is civil, government is to provide national solvency. This includes the responsibility to ensure just weights and measures in respect to the measurements and monies used in the exchange of goods and services. It also includes the privilege of collecting revenue from its citizens for the services it renders as a ministry of justice. It does not have the privilege to collect taxes for ministries of benevolence. And 13, Romans 13, 6 declares that we're to pay taxes. Of course, it says that knowing that the ability to tax is the ability to destroy. The Bible does not demand that we give the government our hard-earned money up to the last penny. Okay? But that is their responsibility. I want you to vote. If you haven't done so, I want you to vote. And if you're wondering, yes, I'm going to vote for the sitting president because I think that no matter what his character may be, in your opinion, the policies are good for America. William Penn was right when he said, if we will not be governed by God, we will be ruled by tyrants. And folks, we've already asked to take the hand of God off. Of America, too many times. This election determines if we maintain the semblance of America that was founded in 70, 1776. It's just that important. I'll be right back. We're electing a president, not a pastor, guys. Um, listen, I want to prevent the increased persecution against Christians in America. That's what I care about. That's who I am. Democrats have pledged policies that are going to harm the church. There's no doubt about that. I want to fight abortion. I want to lower taxes. I want to establish more secure borders that control illegal aliens from getting into the United States and getting on the public dole. I want to foil red China's designs to make the USA one of its subordinate countries. And trust me, that is on the docket. And I want to attempt to reestablish the rule of law. That's what I want President Trump to do when he's reelected tomorrow, 45th president of the United States. Pray for America. Pray for this election. Pray for us as we head into tomorrow and pray for the cities around you. Because trust me when I tell you, there will be an eruption of protest. There will be an eruption of riot and probably an eruption of violence throughout America and its major cities. Regardless of who is elected or if we don't have a decision at all, because they're like a pit bull that's eating one chicken, they've tasted blood and they're going after the next. Thank you, guys. Tune in tomorrow night. Join us live right here, Studio 22, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. We're going to have the pre-show here with a lot of great friends sitting at the pub, myself and Sarah Gonzalez hosting that show, and we're going to be with you throughout the night on Blaze TV's YouTube channel. Go over there, subscribe, and be ready to go. Meantime, I'm going to be in Des Moines, Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa, this weekend. And we're going to have a whole weekend of shows. Go to watchchad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. Get your tickets. Get your information. Come hang out with us. I promise to not be so serious this weekend. So for Candice McQueen of the Ethiopians and the puppet master perfectionist Mark Tate. Oh, you guys are such a cute couple. couple. We'll see y'all tomorrow night. I love y'all. God bless. We'll see you there. Bye. <laughs>